Welcome to ABC Cafe. I'm here with Keegan Albaugh. Keegan, thank you so much for joining me on this uh, Friday night. Yeah, thanks for having me, Anthony. Uh, so one thing, um, yeah, obviously you run the Dad Guild, which is how I know you. We are both fathers, and you started the Dad Guild. So I wanted to have you on the show to talk about your work with dads. And um, specifically for the first question, what is the Dad Guild? So, oh, that's that's a that's a big question. So the, one of my issues is that sometimes when I get asked a question, my mind just starts going like 50 directions at once. Uh, but for short answer, you know, Dad Guild is a nonprofit organization based out of Burlington, Vermont, uh, whose, you know, our role is really to support and empower fathers of young children in the community. Uh, and we do that through connecting dads with one another for, you know, so they can support one another, providing opportunities for education and also just finding ways to really model positive father engagement in our community to kind of reverse that trend uh, or that kind of like societal belief that like, you know, dads aren't involved and that like dads don't know what they're doing. Um, So just trying to show that like, hey, dads care and dads want to be involved and like, let's just see more of that. Mm -hmm. And how long has it been around? Uh, The organization was... Gosh, it became officially a nonprofit a, a little over a year ago. It was March of 20. And what was it before that? Just a loose collective of people not really defined in any kind of legal structure according to the state? Yeah, it's it started. I mean, it all it all really started with um, uh, after the birth of my first child, Coraline, back in 2016. Uh I think it was like almost a year in or around a year in, uh, I got connected with evolution yoga because they would do a, a Vermama's like mo- new mother support group. Mm-hmm. And my partner, my partner, Stephanie, she was doing a lot of like prenatal and postnatal yoga. And the owner there, I believe was the owner who mentioned to a group like, Hey, if anyone knows, uh, a father who's interested in facilitating a support group for dads, let me know. And, my partner Stephanie was just like, "Oh, that sounds like like something Keegan wants to do," <clears throat> um, because for me, like after the birth of my of Coraline, I remember like opening up the seven days or like the kids Vermont being like, "Hey, what's out there for dads?" and like looking through it, and like there was like pretty much nothing. Uh, only like the family room Burlington had something. Why do you think uh, that is? Um, you know, I think I think over the past several decades. Uh, you know, raising children has been, has, has historically has been a, a, the mother's job. It's been a mother's role. I mean, you go yeah. back to like, you know, the fifties and it's like dad's working, mom's at home cooking bacon with the kids. And like, that's just kind of the way it was. And like have shifted quite a bit, which is awesome. We're seeing like, you know, uh, more and more women and, uh, uh, non-men in the workplace, uh, which is awesome. You're seeing dads getting more involved. <clears throat> but I think because of that, a lot of the systems and structures and things that are set up uh, have t- have really been focused towards mothers. And I think that 
that is still something that like, it's a shift that we're seeing more, more men and more dads getting involved. But I think in the world of parenthood and in the world of childcare, like it's still a very dominant, uh, uh, mom, mom run, uh, mothers, uh, women, uh, it's, it's, so you just, you don't see a lot of fathers and men. And so because of that, I think a lot of the classes, a lot of like the products, a lot of the books are targeted towards women and mothers. Yeah. I mean, I, so also as a dad, I noticed that myself doing all the classes and just kind of thinking through that there's, there's a lot of everything is, this is what's going to happen for the mother. And it's kind of like, you know, we can do this with or without you, dad, <laughs> but if you want to be there, you could like hold this pillow. <laughs> you know, it's like a lot, like even for like the birth part. And, and that's obviously focused on the mother, but I mean, for the after, after, after birth and like what happens immediately after, and there's a whole, yeah, it is very focused on on the mother and and I haven't had a toddler yet so because my son's only three months so I'm pretty new at this whole thing um but I keep trying to figure out how you know ways to get involved in my son's life and it just kind of seems like I'm I'm a sideline player because I don't have breasts <laughs> at this point anyway <laughs> you don't yet wait a few more years yeah so. I haven't grown my dad tits out yet <laughs> um yeah. And, and, you know, and, and going back to like when it's when things are very like mother focused, you know, well, one thing that like I'm really happy that like uh, when I look at the Burlington community, like and when I see the number when I initially saw the number of opportunities for my partner, I was like, this is awesome because like there's nothing like being a mother. I mean, like you're growing a human inside of you and like yeah. and coming out of you and that that transition I can't imagine. I can't like, you know, the birth part itself, but just like that whole mental biological like transition, like uh, of, of having a child, like I cannot imagine. And so like, obviously it's totally so many, insane. Really? Oh my, it's mind blowing. And like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize how insane it was until I watched it, you know, really. And then I was like, Oh, this is 10 times, 30 times more insane than I could have imagined. Yeah. And I, and I had like such a limited understanding of like postpartum depression and like, you know, and then after like seeing it and being a part of like, you know, the experience of like watching my partner get pregnant and birth and, and the aftermath. And it was kind of like, oh, this isn't just like one of those, like, you know, like one out of like 20 people has this. It's like everyone, I think everyone has it this degree. And like, when you see how, you know, what mothers go through, it's like, yeah, of course. Uh, and so it's just like, it was pretty eye-opening. And then for myself, as, you know, going from that transition from being, uh, you know, a, a man without a child to I'm the dad of a newborn. And just, like, it's amazing how, like, you flip a switch and your life just, like, changes. And that transition for me was, like, it's magical and it's beautiful. But it was also really, really, really challenging it's great that uh, you then, can say magical and beautiful because I'm really just describing it as challenging. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's these words like there's like like when you watch like a person erupt from another person, it's like whoa, that this is something, uh, and it's just like those like first few weeks when like time doesn't exist and you're just kind of like sleep, like it's just you're, you're eating. Like, you know, cold pizza at four o'clock in the morning. Cause you're like, this is just what's around me. It's just like, it's a really 
cool time, but it's also so hard and you get like so isolated so fast. And it's just amazing. Like my relationships with uh, my friends changed quite a bit. Uh, You know, people, people who had kids, uh, you know, you were instantly kind of like, oh, like we're in the same club now. Welcome. Get it. Yeah. And we can like empathize with each other, but like all my friends who didn't have kids and I, you know, no fault to them. Like they're, you know, fantastic people, but they're still, you know, I'd still be getting messages that are like, Hey, you want to go see this like show at 11 o'clock on like Thursday night? And I'm like, no, like that's, <laughs> that's not a thing. Like you, Wait, things you happen at 11 o'clock in Burlington. <laughs> I don't know. Some people find things, but then it's like, and it's like, Hey, do you guys want to come over for like brunch at, 7 a.m. on Sunday, and they're like laughing. You're like, no, I'm serious. Like, yeah, exactly. Is, if you want to hang I've out, been yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brunch at 7 a.m. Yeah, it's yeah. quite what what is amazing. I think what's weird about being a dad that I noticed. Um, well, there was two things. One, that switch that you talked about is exactly how it happens because for dads, it's just not dad, not dad, not dad, dad. And and, mm-hmm. and 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 the the uterus bearing partner has a much sort of like more gradual transition because <laughs> their body is sort of preparing them for this event, you know, almost immediately. And then and then there's the, the whole pregnancy and then and the, the you know, nothing happens to the dad. <laughs> You're just going about your life totally normal, having having a having a beer, doing a comedy show. And then like the next day you're a dad. <laughs> Yeah. And I remember too, like, um, you know, this going back to like the, you know, why are there, you know, why do you, why are like, do you see mothers more involved or, you know, people who are identifying as fathers more involved. And I think back to my partner and like, even just like throughout the whole pregnancy, you know, there's all of the the doctor's appointments, which like, fortunately, I think I was like, I was in a, I was in a role in my job where I could like take time off and I was able to like attend, I think pretty much all of their, her doctor's appointments. So I could be there present for that. Um, and like the breastfeeding, like classes and things. Uh, but the, you know, she was also doing like prenatal yoga and like, uh, so she was like starting to like form this community and like it, it, it you know, obviously it's just more present for the mother cause they're carrying a, an ever growing person inside of them. But she was also growing this community way before the baby was even born. And as, as an expectant father, there was nothing for that. There was like, it's like, <laughs> Does oh, the I'm, dad I'm guild not... cover that? So if any, it... <laughs> or do you have to be a dad? Or well, do, that... you, do you invite people before they're born? Cause I would have gone to events months ago, but I was waiting. Yeah. That's like, you know, and it's, it's, it's funny. Cause like, you know, the dad, so dad guild, like it's, uh, you know, small nonprofit, like no one's getting paid at this point. It's all volunteer run. Uh, and you know, the, our board, there's three of us, we all have full-time jobs and multiple children. So it's just kind of like, we do what we can when we can. Uh, but that's like one of the hopes is that like, you know, cause we, I don't think we've necessarily done a, like the best job of like intentionally being like, Hey, are you expecting a child? Like come meet with dads. Like we've, we've had, there's been a couple times where like expectant fathers have come out to uh, some of our dad's night out events just to like, and then like all of a sudden they're surrounded by like 10 dads of young kids. And yeah, maybe it, actually <laughs> in hindsight, I would actually like to withdraw <laughs> that comment. 
Because what you really want to do is just enjoy every minute of not having a kid. <laughs> but it's it's also really cool where it's like, oh, like, wait, like instantly you're like, oh, wait, here's like 10 guys. Like I can ask all these questions and fears that I have. And also like, yeah. oh, cool. We're all like, you know, we're a part of this. And like, now I know that there's, when I have these questions or I just need to like talk to someone about how I'm doing, like there are these people who have been through this or are going through it mm-hmm. uh, who can help me out. But like, yeah, I would love to do more work in the um, you know, prenatal support for for dads to be. I think that's such a like. I sometimes you know when when you're working uh, with like seeing the lack of involvement of fathers and men sometimes in like social services or education uh, <clears throat> and or like you know just in their kids' lives in general. And the question I always ask is like, okay, at what point did we start pulling in dads? Because, you know, before the kid was born, we're not pulling in dads. We're, we're pulling in moms. We're not pulling in dads a whole lot. When the kids, after the kid is born, we're still not pulling in dads. We're expecting dads to go back to work pretty quickly. Uh, we're we're mm-hmm. not providing spaces or groups or opportunities for them to be meeting and like supporting each other. You know, we're we're not providing opportunities for dads to really get involved with their kids. You know, one could argue that like, oh, well, dad can just like, you know, go to these, you know, go to all the prenatal appointments or go to... Hold the pillow. Know, yeah. yeah. But like, and like, but I like go to these play groups, but like, you know, it is, it is a very, I've talked to dad, like stay at home dads. And when they, when you go to a, a, a play group, a general play group, it's typically, you know, you might be the only dad there. And that, I think that takes a certain comfort level of being like, okay, I'm, I'm the dad with this infant and I'm going to be okay walking into this room full of 10 moms and like, and feel okay with that. I think some people can do that and that's awesome. But I think a lot of people like that's, that's asking a lot. Um, yeah. And I, I think we need to meet dads like more of where they're at. <clears throat> Cause I think when we go five years down the road and people are like, Oh, why aren't dads involved more? And it's like, well, we didn't pull them in when I was at the hospital after the birth of Penelope, you know, all the attention was on on mom, which is awesome. I no hundred percent. As it should be. <laughs> she as, just as, she as, just lost as half as her blood. <laughs> as it as it should be, like hundred percent. So happy about that. But the only experience I remember with someone checking in with me was when like someone came in and like they made me change a diaper in front of like a couple nurses and this like other person. I don't know, even I remember who it was. But I like you know I'm like forty eight hours in. Sleep and I changed a diaper. And immediately she came over and said, she said, all you, she said, all, all dads, like, which, all, all you dads are the same. You do it like the wrong way. And I was just like, are you like, I just, I just like this fire, like lip in my eyes. And I I couldn't talk for half an hour. Cause I was just like, if I talk, I mean, like yell or I'm going to start sobbing and it's probably going to be sobbing and it's going to be really confusing for everyone. But like, yeah, if I talk, the next move is me being physically removed from the premises. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, like, guys, I'm like, here's a dad who's like crying and you're just like putting him down right off the bat. And then it's like, and that's, that's the one olive branch we're reaching out to dads at the, at the medical center. Like, come on, like we can do better than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, great. So what, what is your day job and does it relate to this dad guild? So my day job, like up, I mean, up until October of 2019, I worked for Howard center, 
I, um, I worked at a school called the Center Point School, and it's a it's an alternative school for kids who, for whatever reason, public schools weren't working out for them. Um, a lot of times, they had a history of like trauma, and you have dealing with kids with some like behavioral or substance abuse issues or just other mental health challenges. Um, and just, but it's like awesome kids, really great kids. Uh, and I worked there for ten years as a teacher and program coordinator. Um, and but once I started doing the dad stuff, I started kind of like realizing this was kind of my passion. And then uh, Josh Miller, who's the executive director over at the Family Room, uh, the Janus and the Janus, the Janet S. Munt Family Room in Burlington. Uh, it's a parent-child center, and uh, he started kind of like I got on his radar, and he started reaching out. And then uh, in October, I ended up uh, transitioning to their uh, work where now I work as the fatherhood program there. Um, and so, yeah, I'm doing, you know, dad stuff full time with them at the family room. Then outside of that, I'm doing dad stuff with dad guild. Is there an overlap to the, the people in the dad guild and the people that you're coming into contact with? Yeah, there's, there's a little bit of an overlap. Um, not a, not a tremendous amount at this point. And that was, initially part of my, like, you know, it's kind of like waiting to see like, Hey, like I have this you know, organization, dad good. I've started, I have a lot of ideas and now here's this role to family room that, you know, is, is different, uh, but also has some overlapping, um, things going on. Like how, how can I like wear both hats at the same time? Um, so that was a conversation I had with Josh like a lot because I'm just like, I'm like, what about this? What about this? What about this? And because I want to make sure that like, you know, I'm being responsible to both parties and that mm-hmm. like, you know, and that we're also not like, you know, uh, in Burlington, in Vermont overall and in Burlington in particular, there's the kind of like, hey, I'm bored today. You know, what? hey, let's start a nonprofit. Uh, and like, there's just, there's just so many out there. And so I think there's always the critical thinking of like, okay, does this thing need to exist? And like, if so, why? And so, you know, our board, we put a lot of thought into that. And so kind of like, you know, with Dad Guild, you know, I, I see it as, uh, you know, doing some like larger outreach to the community, working with community partners around like kind of what are the overall messages we're sending to dads? Uh, and sending to our community about fatherhood and then, you know, what kinds of, op- how are we working with partners and, you know, what kind of unique opportunities are, are we providing that make it seem kind of cool. And at the family room, you know, it's, it's based at this point, it's based pretty much just like everything's happening at the parent child center in the old North end. And, you know, we do like play groups and we do a dad's night and that's open for everyone. Um, and, you know, we also get, uh, because there's nothing, really out there for dads uh any you know i work with a lot of dads who um you know maybe they have a, a, a criminal history or there's some custody situation going on or, or courts or dcf is involved and you know dad for whatever reason needs help needs some guidance whether it's like they need to be employed or they're trying to find secure housing or they're struggling with addiction or they're just trying to be a good dad or they're just looking for like community Mm -hmm. uh that like you know when you open up the yellow pages and you're like oh dads oh here's the one thing uh i you know i kind of like everyone kind of funnels into to my like 
phone call or my phone basically. So, um, so on one, the family room side, it's kind of like, you know, it's a lot of like working with, uh, individual dads who like could really use some extra support in, in addition to like, you know, a lot of dads who just like really enjoy being a part of community and, uh, you know, supporting one another and creating something beautiful. And then I think with dad, Gil is kind of more like, Hey, how are we doing some more widespread work and how are we working with a lot of community partners around how to get dads involved and how to take some action, uh, in our community. Right. So before we went live and started recording, we were talking a little bit about COVID-19. Some of our listeners might've heard of it. I wanted to know how this has affected the dad group, how this has affected dads. Um, what, what are some of the things you would like to say about that? We were, we were, we started to get into before the recording, but I stopped yet. So you can have the floor when we were recording. Yeah, I think like, so like in my work at the family room where, um, you know, providing, making sure folks have the concrete resources that they need. So we're doing a lot of like, uh, you know, one doing like, like, you know, just check-ins every week with all the dads. I work with probably like 30 to 40 dads there, um, who I'm checking in with each week to see what they need. Uh, we're providing a lot of concrete supports like food and diapers, uh, and like play activities for their kids. Um, how are you, how are you, I'll interrupt. How are you providing, um, those things? So play activities, diapers, um, how, how, how are you actually providing those? What are the, what are the play activities, I guess, now that we're not like virtual play activities and stuff or what? Yeah. So, well, we, well, we, we do a lot of deliveries. So like we have, you know, we have a staff of gosh, I want to say like a dozen or so, not everyone's full time. Um, but we're kind of like coordinating efforts to like, uh, you know, we're getting food donations and diaper donations and whatever we don't get donated, we supplement with like purchasing ourselves uh, just to make, cause I think there's like about 70 families that we're bringing stuff out to. Um, and so we're, so there's some folks on site who are like, we have like spreadsheets and like, you know, putting in order forms and folks are on site packing those up. And then some folks are coming to deliver those things for play kits um, we have like our preschool team, they, cause there's a preschool at the, at the family room, they are like soliciting donations and we've also been purchasing some things and just kind of like, you know, putting together, like making sure there's like paints and things like paper and, and books and things to draw for play kits that also get added to like these food and diaper boxes. So they're brought out to family. Oh, okay. So, so it's like a, a kit that you can send that you're sending out actually to the families. Yeah, so we're actually dropping those things off. Uh, and then we're also like, uh, we're doing like a live Facebook show Monday through Friday at 9am. Like I'm doing the first half, like with my kids playing some music at our house and uh, uh, Jackie, who's our head preschool teacher. Uh, she is book readings and just trying to like, you know, just trying to like foster the sense of community and making sure people are connecting with one another. Um, and yeah, so a lot of my work too, is just like, you know, a lot of dads, like, you know, people are losing jobs or there's dads who aren't seeing their kids right now. Uh, you know, folks, there's a lot of folks who are getting like supervised visits and they'd be coming to the family room to be get to getting these visits for some of these dads. Like they get to see their kids three hours a week. Um, and they do it in our really cool, like Tuesday night where they're coming and like playing and then they're, 
uh, we have like a dinner together and then like this kind of, and we usually have some kind of like educational component. Uh, but once this all happened and our, our programs closed, then, you know, these dads who, for a lot of these dads, like that was like the, you know, the, the shining star in their life was like seeing their kid once. Yeah. A week. It's the <clears throat> highlight of the highlight of the week to go, to go down and see, have a three hours of time with your kid. And now they can't do that. So they're, they're, cause they're not living with them so they can, they're quarantined essentially from their family. Some of them are able to still do like FaceTime or zoom with their kids and some aren't. Uh, and so just, you know, making sure we're checking in with these guys and seeing what they need. And then also be like, are there ways we can facilitate zoom conversations? It's, you know, by no, by no means is it like, anywhere close to like getting able to like hug your kid and like play a game with your kid. But it's like, you know, these are the cards we're dealt right now. And like, this, you got to do the best of what you have. Has, um, have there been any problems with that? Cause I can imagine maybe a situation where someone who's has custody of the child basically doesn't want to do that or misses a zoom call or just isn't interested or something. And then what do you do? Because you're being denied your, your sort of legal right to see your kid. Do you have any legal recourse if someone doesn't want to have a Zoom call with you? Has that come up? Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, I, I haven't dealt with that specifically yet, but it's really challenging right now because the courts are, um, you know, everything is during this like uh, pandemic, everything is kind of like slowing down a bit and the number of cases that are going through the courts are not what they used to be. Uh, and so I, I, for my, like, and it, I'm still learning along the way, but from my understanding, they're not doing, um, you know, it, I don't know if they're like prioritizing cases like that as like high priority, like we need to figure this out. I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, I was more wondering if it had come up with, if any dads had said to you, hey, I was supposed to have a Zoom call tonight, but, you know. That that hasn't happened specifically yet. Um and then it's just, it's really challenging in my role as I'm like, you know, we're at home. We have two kids, three and a half year old and a one and a half year old. And both my partner and I are trying to work as close to full time as possible in our house. And it's just like, you know, that, you know, you, you just say that and you're like, oh, that's actually impossible. And you're like, yeah, it is. So you do what you can. <laughs> but like, yeah, you know, like I I work with like 30 to 40 dads and you get a handful who are like, have some pretty like significant, like, Hey, I, I need help with this and help with this, which and like, my heart's always like, yeah, I want to help you. But then there's also the reality of like, what can I actually do during this time? And like, uh, especially with a lot of systems that we have on going on right now that I think, you know, there's still a lot of unknown. You look at like our unemployment situation and you're, you're getting dads calling being like, Hey, I need help with my unemployment. And it's like, yeah, you and everyone else. Like, I, it seems like there's a hot mess right there right now. And like, um, so it's like, you know, people need help. People need help navigating systems that are like currently broken. And that's really challenging, especially when people are like, I can't afford to pay these bills. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. Um, but I, I, you know, I'll say too, because I was kind of going in the family room route quite a bit and then the, the dad guild side like because that's you know at first initially i was like oh you know hey you know what i'm gonna be busy like we can just probably close down for the month and then after like a day i was like no like this is actually like you know we were just we had a board meeting we had a retreat we worked with a consultant talking about like 
you know, what is it that we do? And like, in terms of like when we're applying for grants and seeking funding, like, and you know, what is it that like we're appealing to and what issue in our society are we addressing? And I think we are really addressing that piece around like, like how social connection benefits our overall wellness and health and how um, particularly like men, how like isolation is like tied and people not talking about like how they're doing is tied to all these mental health issues and, and the success that we have in, in creating like, like increase the number of connections that fathers are having with other fathers kinds of having, which has been really cool. And so it was kind of like, Oh, actually the shit's hitting the fan. This like, this is when social connections more important than ever. Uh, and so we really kind of like, uh, kind of quickly, how can we do what we do with the resources that we have? And so now we're doing, um, uh, we use the using the Marco Polo app, uh, which is like allows for folks to like have these ongoing group video conversations. And we have like there's like over there's over 20 dads on that right now, and it's been really cool because people are just like recording video messages throughout the day around like that are only doing, seen by other dads in the group that are only seen by those other dads. So it's it's so it's private, uh, so other people aren't seeing it, and so it's it's actually really cool because we've um this group of guys who are doing this where like people are being really vulnerable and like talking about like these emotions they're experiencing the challenges that they're having in addition to like hey here's some fun stuff but like it's kind of like weird because we're all everyone who's involved is like forming these like really close relationships that like that the, the kinds of conversations that we're having are, are ones that like likely likely never would have come up like in any like two or three hour like gathering because it's just been like, it's been ongoing for weeks now and people are like having some really deep conversations, which is really, really cool. Have you thought about, so I have a couple questions, but <clears throat> have you thought about how you could facilitate those types of deeper conversations within a group when you do sort of maybe resume back to, to the normal period? Because that's, that's sort of, I think what to me, that's sort of a key piece that I think dads are missing in general. And maybe just not dads, but men in particular that are, you know, I, I had a, um, I, I won't go into too much detail, but I have, I have a number of male friends, <laughs> like I suppose anybody. And um, I had a call and I was like, hey, everybody, let's check in. There was four of us on the call and it was I was kind of hoping to have uh, a deeper conversation that it ended up being where it just kind of it was just joking around, you know, it was just dick jokes virtually sort of. <laughs> and I, I was I was struggling a bit because I wanted to know, you know, really, how are you doing? But I, I think with with four people on the call, there's I, I can't describe why it was that way but it was and it's it's super difficult i feel to facilitate those types of real connections um maybe it takes a crisis to do it i would prefer to know that there uh is a way to do it without crisis <laughs> yeah um so a few things with that so like one so when I talked about like um, the evolution yoga connection. So that was where I, I initially started where um, a year after Coraline was born, I started facilitating a group called, um, gosh, uh, Modern Pop. 
It was called Modern Pop at Evolution Yoga. And it was a monthly, it was a monthly support group for new dads. And there were seven of us. And we met two hours once a month for nine months. And I facilitated discussions and conversations around like just like over every, every topic you can imagine related to being a new father. Um, and we had like, it was in those experiences of, Oh wow. These people. Cause I, I remember like the first day I was like, okay, question. Like, why are, why are each of you here? And like most of the answers were like, because my partner made me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, shit, <laughs> this isn't going to be good. Uh, but then by the end, after nine months, the response, or I'm like, hey, it's the last one. And everyone's like, whoa, like, can we just like keep doing this? And it was like, and that's kind of where Dad Guild was going. It was like, oh, people like this. And this was meaningful. Yeah. Like, but the fact that, like, you know, it took like their partners to kind of like push them into it. And then they went, experienced it. By the end, they're like, oh, that was really meaningful. And like, this was, I, I, what I've heard from a few guys is they're like, there's this thing and there's this hole in my life that like, I just wasn't aware of. And then once I started talking to all these other dads about how things are going, I started to realize like, Whoa, this is really important to me. Like, this is so important for my mental health. And it's like, yeah. And so prior to all this happening, we were actually like, we were exploring spaces. Cause like, we don't have much money. We, <laughs> we have very little money. Um, and which, but which is great. Cause when you're like, Hey, we need a free space. And like, you know, we do get some great, uh, community partners and community support. Uh, but we were trying to find like, cause for a while we were holding off on creating like a support group for dads. Uh, because I think that like one, one of the things that we do, um, with dad guild, is like, you know, we'll see our dad's night out events and there'll be like at a brewery, they're at like uh, a board game place, like a quarter staff games. Um, we do at the, at the pinball co-op, um, we've done a handful of different things, which we try to balance like substances being present and substances not being present, trying to create environments where like people don't need to be using substances to, to come in. Um, but you know, we advertise it as these things, uh, like, Hey, we're going to play retro video games at zero gravity. And people say, they're like, Oh, that's cool. And they come out when really, you know, it's like, yeah, awesome. Come out. And now that we're here like let's let's start some conversations around like how we're all doing and talking about how we're experiencing fatherhood and it's amazing like because I, I think you know if when you advertise things as support groups then you know it, it turns a lot of people off going back <laughs> you to- don't want to use the word support group in your in your tagline there yeah but that's like that's what it is like it's a, it's a support group yeah. and like you know are still You're like, like you a know, Christian youth group that advertises, "Hey, we're just doing a paintballing event." And then, like after you get there, they're like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, if you died tonight, do you know where you'll spend eternity?" Man, I just came is- out. I just came out to play paintball with my friends, brah. <laughs> that is exactly our model. Uh, but but you know, it's but it's amazing. People come out to play video games and like have a drink uh, or like eat some French fries, and like within twenty minutes, like you see a group of like six dads circled up, like talking about, like, oh man, we're really struggling with sleep right now. How are you guys doing that? Like, oh man, it's so hard. And it's like awesome. You guys are all talking about this. Like this this was the point of this is for you guys to. And it happens and, organically without some kind of you know, in deliberate facilitation. 
Yeah. So that was kind of like the initial, like, hey, we're and we're we're gonna keep doing that because I think there's there's a beauty to that organic work. And now there's also the like, I, I'm a big fan of like, hey, okay, we're introducing like, you know, let's let's try to think about um, controlling our growth and trying to like take this in a very like strategic way. And so initially, it's like, hey, Dad Gill, we have shirts and we're on the playground. Cool. Hey, now we're talking about this. Hey, now there's a workshop because we've like worked with like three three dozen different community partners already. And now it's like, and so, and so now we're at the point where it's like, we want to be like, Hey, we're doing, we're not going to call like a support group per se, but like, I mean, no, we'll, we'll throw the word support group in there. I mean, like we won't, we won't say like dad guild support group, but like, you know, thinking of a way to advertise it and then, but being really honest of like, this group's going to be like people coming together and it's like, and just, there's going to be prompts and people are going to talk about how they're doing. And like, we're going to talk about like these topics. Cause I think we're just trying to continuously raise the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of that is like, so like part of my, like another one of my side hats too, is like, I, um, I'm a regular uh, column writer for kids Vermont newspaper and like have, uh, have a column called pop culture. And it's just kind of like the idea of like, Hey, let's just continue exposing, you know, what's, what's, let's like normalize engaged empathetic caring fathers. Like let's make sure that like that's the norm and that like this idea of like the uninvolved dad is like not, not the norm. And so like our board too, like, I mean, Marlon, Marlon Fish, who's like, he's done great like speeches and some interviews around like just vulnerability. And like, it's just about like, Hey, the more guys who are modeling vulnerability and talking about how they're doing and normalizing the idea of like, hey, we are going to sit in a circle and we're just going to fucking talk about how we're doing. That it's like, oh, that's actually the cool thing to do. Like, that's the thing to do. It's not weird anymore. Um, it's the same with like mental health. Like, you know, I've been seeing my therapist for like weekly for two years and I love talking about it because it's like, yeah, let's normalize this. Like, really, everyone should doing it if you know i feel privileged to be no in a way place man where, like, that makes you weak <laughs> <laughs> man i have a great station for you that supports dads uh, <laughs> but it's like uh but yeah that, that, that's that's still like a that's a lot of people i talk to that's still a thing they're like what uh you you do that and it's like yeah of course i do like it's you know that's that's one of my like most important like contributors to my like the success of my mental health at I also there's like, a I'm big, st- I mean, yeah, there is a big stigma. I mean, I've been in and out of different therapy sessions, but there's a, there is a big stigma around it. And I do know people who literally laugh at the idea, basically, <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't need that. And it's like, why, why would you think you're, you just have everything figured out? Like that's what you're saying. It, it's kind of mind blowing, actually, just, it's hard to imagine being in that place I tried to put myself there, but I don't know. It's difficult. It's, it's mind boggling. And like, you know, I, when I worked for Howard center for the past like 10 years, uh, prior to this past over, like, you know, it was, everything was so mental health focused and like every, it, it seemed like pretty much all my coworkers were like going to therapy and like, you know, it was, it was awesome. And then, but I think it was like such a, such a bubble. Um, and once I get out of that bubble, like a lot of guys I'm working with now, and I talk about like, therapy or like you know or like they're going to like um you know i work with some fathers who like go to court ordered therapy or they have to go see a counselor and the frame they go in with is like oh yeah i just need to like i just need to do this like probably five times until my therapist says that i'm all good and then i can be done and you're like 
that's such a different frame of therapy that I have than I have. Like the idea that like you can you can have therapy five sessions as opposed to like if this is like exercise. Like you're this is an ongoing thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. It's not going like to be finished. It's it, it's a way to kind of fine tune your psychology or your whatever you want to call it, your mind a bit. So the, and and you're not done with that. It, that's like saying. Oh yeah, I I got ordered by the court to go lift weights, but I think you know after five sessions lifting weights, I'll probably be strong enough. You know, <laughs> like what? I was, like I your was brain is a muscle. I was, I was I was I was like that's like bench pressing like five times and being like you know what I've mastered bench pressing like I am I am good I am the best and it's like no man that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, great. So switching gears, switching gears. Um, I wanted to talk a bit about, so Governor Scott today sort of laid out a plan for businesses to start reopening in Vermont. Um, I guess next week there's going to be some loosened restrictions on this and that. I run a business where it doesn't really matter what he says because <laughs> we shut down before he told us to and we're not going to reopen just because he says he can- we can uh, but I, I was wondering for the dad guild, how do you kind of imagine the future? Because there's so much uncertainty right now. It's not even really clear for how long we're not necessarily going to be on lockdown, but um, before it's kind of safe to have gatherings. So I think maybe we talked about this the other day, but um, for for Revelry Theater, for example, our business model is essentially cramming forty people into really small space, and I think that's going to be sort of the last of in line of businesses that are sort of safe to reopen. And so I think it, it's easy to foresee. All right, well, let's you can open your retail shop and just however many people usually come, you can only have five people come in or half that or whatever, right? And that might make sense. But for something like Dad Guild, where you're having events in the evening, where you're having play groups with children, the schools are shut down to the end of the year. Obviously, there's summer break, so we really don't know what's going to happen with childcare. And then apparently, you know, smart people are saying that there's going to be a second wave and that there's going to be some form of social distancing in place for 12 to 18 months would be, I guess, the smartest person's best guess. Or a smart person's best guess, not the smartest person. <laughs> what, do you have an idea of what that's going to look like for Dad Guild if, if if we're forced to social distance for another year? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, if I, I recognize what I'm, what I'm about to say is like a very privileged thing to say, but like there are a lot of times throughout this whole situation where I'm like, Hey, this is like, this is an opportunity to like, you know, think creatively about how we're doing this and like how we are moving forward and how we are like, you know, this, this, this like forces your brain to start thinking in ways that like you just weren't thinking before. Um, So that piece I get really excited about. And again, I recognize that's like a very privileged thing to say where it's like, clearly I have like, I don't have to worry about like at this at this point. I don't have to worry about like the roof over my head or like yeah. the food that I'm able. We're both in um, that situation where right now we're not necessarily concerned with how we're going to pay bills. 
Correct. And yeah. we have food and shelter and we have our income. And so it yeah. allows us more a creative space to do something like record a podcast, whereas other people might not have that. But that's yeah, that, that's your position. So we we can run with that. Yeah, and like and for me, like the the big the most challenging piece right now is the resource of time because that was our that was already like challenging enough of like oh how do you like raise two children, have a full-time job, your partner's doing, you know, comedy, you know, multiple, you know, times a week and, you know, doing dad guild and you're trying to find like time for all these things. And now it's like, now you have less time. Um, and so, you know, one step one, like, how do we think creatively about that? If like, at our last letter board retreat, it was kind of like, Hey, the number of people who are like, you know, right now it's, it's primarily me who's like, Hey, this is what we're planning. This is what we're doing. And like doing a lot of like that, like the behind the scenes work. And what came out of our last retreat was like, Hey, you got, we got to find ways to engage more dads in the community. Cause like, you know, a lot of guys like they want to participate more and they want to help out. So let's step one is like this force to figure out how do we, how do we establish that system and establish that network where people are all contributing. Um, and then two, I think what I'm like finding is that like, you know, especially through this Marco Polo app is that like these guys just like the conversations that are coming up are so enriching. And so I just like, you know, I need to sit on a bit more, but like, what can we do with this? Because it's kind of like the fact that you're, you're putting these topics out there and things are starting to come up and like everyone wants it. Everyone wants to talk about it, but everyone's also acknowledging like, I'm like, everyone's saying like, this is weird because like, I've never really been able to have these conversations with people like i haven't talked about my emotions or like my relationship with my partner or like how i'm managing anger in like if like years if not forever and Mm -hmm. so this is like really interesting to be having all these really in-depth conversations so to me it's like whoa like light bulb like that's something so like how do we how can we run with that a bit more what can we what can we do with that um we're also you know we've been working with um uh, you know, another, another community, like another city in Vermont around, like, uh, they've been prior to all this happening, we were taught cause we had this like big plan to working with a few different towns around like of how dads are being supported in those communities. And then like, so getting an initial assessment and like partnering up with some organizations and doing some programming. And then like, you know, six, 12 months later doing another survey to kind of see like, Hey, did what we, what we offered like did that have an impact on like the quality of father's lives and how connected they felt and how how good they feel as like being a parent and how equipped that they feel to like do a good job um obviously that's our big wrench is thrown in that but we're still in conversation with folks around like hey well how can we working with different around how can we be connecting dads remote and supporting them um and then the, the 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 challenging piece is around the kids because uh, it's it's really challenging to do remote pieces like you know uh, online things with young children. Um, you know you can't have like a, a Zoom meeting with like twelve three year olds and like without it just being like kids running all like, like okay what are, what are we doing? And so you know we're, I'm trying to think more about like what we can offer there. Don't want to. Uh, I don't want to just like. I feel like right now I have a hard time with this like mental overload where you go on social media or the news, and just like 
you see like 20 different things about like, do this with your kids, do this with your kids, do this with your kids. And I'm like, oh my God, this like hurts my head already. Like, I don't want to like add to that. And if you're so, working, like, I mean, what are you supposed to really do? I mean, it's, it's your, your sort of, how do you divide that time up? And I think, it, I think it becomes difficult. I mean, just even with my wife and I, we're both trying to work right now. And so we're sort of passing the child back and forth between meetings. And it's, I'm thankful personally that it, he he's only three months because if he was older, we'd actually have to not just be like sort of holding him or whatever, but entertaining and stimulating, right? Right now, our, our biggest problem is how to stimulate our English setter, German pointer mix. But <laughs> I think having having that burden while you're trying to work is is a, is also a unique challenge in addition to the remote thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's super challenging that, you know, uh, I, you know, it's, it's weird to be like, Hey, I'm envious of you having a three month old, like, cause I, I know those are like really challenging times and there's so many humps. I'm glad that we're over. I'm not saying that in a way of like, Oh dude, good luck. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. there is a- no, the grass <laughs> is going to be greener on the other side, you know, like, there, there is a beauty, <laughs> like the whole, the whole thing, but like, but like, I feel like right now we have like a, you know, three and a half year old and a one and a half year old. And like, dude, it's, it is, it is not easy. It is not. That, is just that like, does seem kind of, if I was going to just write down the, the most difficult <laughs> two age groups I would put children at for this type of thing, that'd be pretty close to what you would write down. You just like, cause like one, <laughs> like just like walking, exploring and getting into everything. And the other one's like, you know, pushing some limits and like, you know, and we're not, we're, you know, and it's, it's been weird too. There's been this like whole push on like no screen time for kids. And now you're in a situation where it's like, well, how do you get by? Like even, even to like connect with like, you know, family living in other States, like you, you need to do screen. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but, and so I was going to say real quick. So, I mean, like, so the piece of like moving dad guild forward well, so, you know, we, we got to think creatively about how we're, how we're, you know, offering things for children. Like the other, like earlier this month, we did like a tent day where like we encourage dads to like, hey, go pitch a tent in your backyard, post your pictures. And we have like, I think overall, there's like a dozen different dads like pitch their tent in their backyards with their kids and like shared pictures and like kids were sharing videos with each other. So like, that was really cool. So like thinking of more things we can do like that. And then the other piece that like, I think it's going to start coming to light if there's, if this is going 12 to 18 months is thinking about advocacy. And I think there still continues to be like, um, you know, folks, folks with young children who are trying to work. uh, This is, this is not easy. This is like, this is really hard. And I think that like, we are going to need to advocate for, you know, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, different organizations advocating for funding, advocating for, more uh workers rights in term or just like you know more uh you know more benefits for for employees who have kids at home and more leniency there and more understanding and so part of that when some of the work we were doing is because uh a lot you know as we mentioned before a lot of the work around early childhood topics is pretty mother uh female uh dominated uh that like Whenever you know, whenever you see anything that involves early childhood child education or stopping domestic violence, child abuse, it's pretty much like ninety nine percent women in the work. 
Um, and, I, and I, and I say that too, I apologize. I say that like, that's, that's making an assumption like, you know, uh, that like folks are identifying as, 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 as women. Um, but you know, you look at like go to let's grow kids, fantastic organization and just like, look at their staff. Uh, there's, there's, and again, this is making an assumption based on like appearances and names, but like there's very few men who work at that organization and the ones who I've met are great. Um, but it just, it just speaks to the lack of male involvement in some of these things. Mm-hmm. And so part of the work, part of the work doing with some of these organizations is that when they're advocating at the state level and they're like, Hey, we have, we have 30 stories and they're all mom stories. It's like, hey, how do we get more dad's voices? And part of our role we're stepping into is the like, hey, we've been around for a year. We have a network of about 300 dads uh, of young children in the greater Burlington area. How do we start using our voices to kind of add to this like greater good of like, hey, guys, like let's, fi- let's find ways to advocate for, uh, you know, for our children, for our families, for, you know, for our future, uh, while also finding out like not just like selling out the dads that are part of our organization, like trying to find a way to do it uh, in a meaningful, like intentional way. Right. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Great. I think that pretty much covers most of the things I want to talk about. We're nearing close to an hour, so that's a good time time to end it. Um, is there anything, if anyone's listening, that's not part of the Dad Guild, how do they get involved with that? Yeah. So if anyone, uh, you know, is interested in getting involved with the dad guild, uh, you know, you're a dad of a young child, or if you're an expectant father, uh, who's looking for (laughs) some, uh, (laughs) some guidance and some questions answered, um, a few different ways we have, you can go to our website, just dadguild.org. Um, if you also just, if you also just search like dad vermont like you'll find us because there's like two things uh so just you know that'll pop up dad guild dad guild.org and also yep. facebook and dad guild group as well right yeah we have our facebook page and then there's uh, uh dad guild burlington there's a facebook group um and then also we also do, we have our own phone number too so people can call us what? Uh, your own phone number <laughs> Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, amazing. Like, one of our one of our board members is, a, is like a tech guy and so he signed us up for all these like free things. So 802-318-4231. That's the Dad Guild number. All right. And say we're, it one we're, more time. Yeah, 802-318-4231 and we treat it as a warm line. A lot of times it just goes to like it might go to voicemail but just leave a message and like we'll get back to you as soon as we can, but uh uh how you can reach us and also info at dadguild.org. All right. Great. Well, Keegan, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a really fun conversation. We'll do it again. Uh, and if you want to see what kind of creative things you've come up with for the dad guild in year seven of coronavirus. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Not, nothing but smooth sailing from here for sure. So oh, uh, real quick uh, before you leave, uh, I'm just going to ask you a real quick question. I just want you to say yes or no. Do you think elections are actually going to take place in November? That's a no, folks. <laughs> uh, I would say I would say it depends on the state, probably. Oh, you think it depends on the state? So there's going to be like five states that do elections and everyone else. It's going to be South Carolina, Florida, 
<laughs> doing elections. In, in, in all honesty, you could just be like, hey, guess what? Like these 40 states actually don't matter. So don't come out to vote. <laughs> yeah. We should just do elections in Michigan and Wisconsin. <laughs> and just whatever they decide. <laughs> yeah. Is there really a reason for Vermont and Washington state to vote? Not really. Or California. Yeah. I suppose, like, you know, obviously the, the local level for sure, but like the national level, like, oh man. Yeah. I, uh, um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Who knows? We don't know what, we don't know what's going to happen next week. So no, we don't. All right. On that note, thank you very much. And, uh, we'll see you around the dad guild. Awesome. Thanks Anthony. Bye. Bye. I probably won't keep the bye in the recording. Cause that's not what you do at the end of a fucking podcast. <laughs> You say your name Alba, right? Uh, Alba. Uh, what? Alba. 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 Alba.